0: Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to an all new episode of Geek Vibes Review. Uh, It's funny, uh, I just realized here that usually when you make the shows, it's Geek Vibes Live Review, and then, like, recently I've been calling them Geek Vibes Review. I don't know why I've left live out, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but I'm starting to notice it's becoming a pattern. Um, (laughs) Welcome to an all-new episode of uh, our review portion of Geek Vibes Live. Um, Today we will be breaking down Freddie vs. Jason and... To do so, to break down a ridiculously good movie like this one, we needed a full panel. And that's what we got today. We are fully represented top to bottom. Um, So without further ado, let me introduce our panelists, starting with Tia. What's going on, Tia? Uh,
2: What's up, everyone? I feel like if this was a portion of a book, we would be in the middle of my villain origin story.
1: I like that. I like that, Tia. That's how you should open every every episode. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, also, Dom, what's going on, Dom?
3: I'm good, man. I think uh, while we're living through this uh, zombie apocalypse <laughs> type of uh, pandemic, it's only right that we uh, review a horror movie.
1: I agree, and that's from the, the lips of the horror master himself. But I will say – I want people to stop saying it's a zombie apocalypse until I see zombies. Um, I've been waiting. Um, I thought I was promised zombies, and I have not seen one yet. I thought my grandfather was, but that was just him waking up. So I have not yet seen a zombie, and I'm waiting on it. Um, so, you know, let's fingers crossed we get that soon. Um, but we have very, very, very special guest um, joining us for this episode. And we are being represented by kind of nerdy girls. Um, we have KJ and Patrick. What's, what's going on? Uh,
4: hi guys. What's uh, happening? We will be representing the uh, the members of the audience listening who have not seen this movie.
1: <laughs> we are hoping that by the time you guys get halfway through our breakdown of this movie, you realize how comical it sounds rather than scary, and then you're like, you know what? I'll I'll take a look. I will take a look. Um, Okay. Well, that is your challenge to convince us to watch it. That is. (laughs) Absolutely. We will live up to that challenge. I will say this. I compare Freddy vs. Jason to um, the first Leprechaun. I'm sorry. Let me be more specific. All of the Leprechaun movies. Um, They're scary when you're young Because you're like What is that But when you get older You kind of realize like, One, how ridiculously shot These
3: movies were
1: (laughs) Two, how uh, poorly the script is And three Just how outrageously insane um, These characters were In in these movies And that's what leads us to Freddy vs. Jason Um, Very much a comedy uh, as I view it. I was scared out of my mind when I was younger. Um, and Tia and Dom, I don't know if you guys remember, when they first released the trailer for this movie, I believe it was, because this was one of the scenes from, from the movie, um, it was the little girl reciting the Freddy Krueger song, um, and then like it showed her with like no eyes. I remember when I was young, that was when I was like, alright, I'm not watching this. Like, I I I don't want to see this movie. Um, And then I remember, you know, my dad saying, like, oh, trust me, it's not going to be that bad. And I'm like, all right, I'm really young. (laughs) So I I don't think you understand how scared I am. Um, But I actually went to go see it uh, with him, and I left going, this is a really fun time. And, like, I didn't really need to be as scared as I thought I was going to be. Um, but but see, do you remember that that uh, that first trailer? And was your was your uh, first response to this movie being terrified, or did you kind of leave going, this is funnier more so than than scary?
2: So I don't think I remember the trailer because I definitely didn't watch this in the movies because <laughs> it was one of those things where. I, you know, so, oh, God, guys, when I was, like, a teenager, I was a complete and utter mall rat, like, hot topic was my jam, you know, like, just <laughs> think, I was, like, the typical kid like that, um, you know, oh, it's so cool to watch these, like, horror movies, I'm not so scared, anyway, so I, you know, got the first Nightmare on Elm Street, wanted to watch all of that, you know, just wanted to get, like, the full encompass of Freddy Krueger, because, he was honestly my favorite out of all of them. So when it was finally like, oh, there's a literally a Freddy versus Jason movie. I think I just bought the DVD as opposed to say going to the theaters to watch it. I just remember like like teenage me thinking it was so cool. I didn't really think I was scared of any of it because I think at that point I was such a, like, such a massive Freddy Krueger fan that I was like oh this is like peak Freddy this is just awesome but with like better you know film like uh, cinematography than say like Freddy 3 or something like that you know so I just remember loving it there oh God, there were like a few scenes that I don't think that I could have watched at the time that were a little gory for me, such as say the kid with like the eyes and everything. But I just remember really loving the movie and we'll get into it later, but I don't think I was scared. I think that's what I liked about the movies such as like Freddy Krueger, Friday the 13th, Halloween is that to me, those weren't necessarily scary. Because my thing is, like, with horror movies, and I was talking about this in pre-show with KJ, I'm not a horror movie fan. But when, to me, it looks fake, then I can disassociate it. And so even, like, probably the goriest scene to me in uh, the movie, and there's at one point, like, during the rave scene, that there was a pretty, like, gory scene. But that looks fake to me. So it's like I could disassociate that and not be scared. Just all I remember thinking was, like, that's a lot of blood. Look at all those spray packets. That's that. Uh, that has to be something to work with.
5: <laughs> so yeah,
1: those are my thoughts, John. Yeah, no, uh, I don't honestly, know to me. I, I okay. completely understand. <laughs> no, no, I'm here. I, I'm here. I completely understand where you're where you're coming from. To me, I I always felt, uh, and this is mainly because my dad was a huge horror buff. Um horror movies to me have to be experienced in theaters, depending on what the horror movie is. Um, so seeing Saw in a midnight showing with a packed theater and seeing the ending of that and everyone losing their mind is an experience. I'll never forget seeing drag me oh. to hell um, and seeing how that ended and the whole theater going crazy. I remember half of my homeroom class was in that theater with me. Um, and it was like one of the best times ever. Um, Freddie Jason, we saw at a matinee and there was barely people there. Um, uh, and I remember we were kind of thinking like, dang, this movie probably isn't going to make a lot of money. It's probably not even really that good. Um, and then we left going, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. I, clearly I wouldn't really put it in horror, uh, cause I think I laughed more than I like really was afraid. Um, but I definitely have to ask you, Dom, the, the horror master, and by the way, every time I talk to my dad, I tell him that you're the horror master, and he, <laughs> he's hell-bent on challenging. Uh, <laughs> he wants to challenge your throne. Uh, I told him, anytime, man, Dom, Dom would wipe the floor with you, but, um, uh, hopefully I didn't over-hype you, Dom, because my dad thinks he, he, he knows horror, so, um, I need you to step up for me. But, um, <laughs> what were your initial thoughts, um, after Freddy vs Jason, was this a movie theater experience for you? Um, and do you kind of feel like it was more of a comedy rather than a uh, an actual horror film?
3: Uh, yeah. So initially, um, seeing like the trailer, I think I I think initially I heard it from some friends, and I was like, no, there's no way that's fake. And then I saw the trailer, and it was kind of like you know you you uh, you walk in a house and like after, after grocery shopping. And you shake the food at your your pet, and your pet immediately knows that oh shit, there's food. That's how I felt. I was like salivating. I was like, this is my dream. I've always wanted them to do some kind of horror uh, crossover, and I just was like, they will never happen. I don't know how they could write a story where this could possibly become a thing. Um, and you know, dreams come true. And uh, I think I was uh, it was the beginning of my sophomore year of high school, I believe, and um, I was, I think it was Friday night and me and a whole bunch of people uh, after a football game, and uh, yeah, it was definitely one of those like, everybody shut up, leave me alone, I'm going to go sit over here, so I can't, because I didn't have any friends that were as much into this uh, genre as I was, so I was definitely like the outcast, they just wanted to, like, enjoy the movie instead of just, like, having fun at the movies. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely, to me, I mean, after the first um, Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddie, his movies were always kind of more of a comedy, a comedy wh- horror genre-esque type of thing. He It was always about his, like, his one-liners and him just kind of, and him having fun, essentially, and embarrassing you, and killing you at the same time. And then, you know, Jason is supposed to be the more ominous figure to kind of bring more of the slasher vibe. Um, but, yeah, it was definitely more uh, over the top kind of, I mean, like, like Tia said, it's one of those ones where it's over the top to the point where if you started off kind of scared, you shouldn't be now because it's clearly, I mean, because, you know, part of horror is like, this could possibly happen, and this is, oh, my God. But then this one is like you get hit with something and you fly 30 feet in the air. It's probably not going to happen that way. So it's definitely to the point where it makes it a little more palatable, even though there is a lot of uh gore. But, uh no, it was definitely um an exciting time for me. And the big selling point, for some reason, was, was Kelly Rowland at that time, Uh or it, her being in that That's movie, I guess, because... Yeah, and I guess because partially we saw Buster Rhymes the year before in Halloween Resurrection. So, um it was So yeah, it was uh she was big selling point which packed the theater out when I went. Um yeah, I had a, it was a great time though.
1: Yeah, I mean it, it's funny cuz I, I think I me and Dan were talking about this uh on GeekVibes live this past Sunday. We were saying how uh Jason X I think was the movie. Um, we thought one of the more ridiculous things we had ever seen, but the when funniest they were in thing. space. Yes, but specifically <laughs> when he put the chicks in sleeping bags and then was killing them <laughs> with each other in the sleeping bag, <laughs> Funniest thing I think I've ever seen in my life, and no, I remember no. thinking, I remember thinking, not much could top this. And then I get to Freddie vs. Jason where he closes a chick up. No, he closes the guy up in the bed. And oh, yeah. you like his body crunch up. I was like, Oh no, no, no. this is the funniest thing I think I've ever seen. Cause it's just one of those things where you look at it and you just go, I don't even know where to begin on how impossible this is. Um, whether it's how <laughs> his body bent, whether it's how he was able to bend a full bed that way. um, the only thing that ever came close, I, I think, to, to being weirdly funny to me is the first leprechaun where Jennifer Aniston's on the phone and he, like, sticks his little leprechaun fingers through, through the phone and, like, tickles her ear. Uh, those oh. three things are, like, the funniest thing I think I've ever seen in a horror movie. Uh, but that's what lends to this being more of a, a, a comedy to me because I believe the movie actually starts. Jason chasing um, a girl through the woods? And oh my god! I think wait, wait. I think once he. Go ahead, Tia. Go ahead.
2: I'm sorry. That it always no, cracks me up watching that because it's like they told this actress just act like the most ridiculous damsel in distress, but then do it like ten times more because she wasn't even running. She was like, oh my god oh my god, oh my god, and like, she was like tiptoeing and everything, and I was like, what the fuck am I watching? I was just like <laughs> laughing, and then, you know, of course, because it's like a horror movie, they always all right, have to be so, randomly so just, naked, and I'm just, just like, Just from
0: that description Why? alone, alright, from that description alone, are are we watching Freddy versus Jason, or are we watching some software porn, or what are we doing here? <laughs> it was
5: definitely some software <laughs> porn. What well, <laughs>
0: when it
1: comes to Freddy and Jason movies, it's really hard to tell. Um, there is no concise, uh, exact thing that you're watching. It's always a healthy blend. Um, so, 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 is, was is
0: it that? Is it that throw it against the wall see if it sticks kind of thing? Is what it sounded like. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I'd I'd say, kinda. Yeah. I mean, it's just where it was like I always felt like. Freddy Krueger movies and Jason movies were always supposed to be appealing to teenagers. And they were kind of like, oh, what do we think will appeal to, like, teenage boys that we assume are the ones coming to watch these movies? I know, just random naked scenes. And, like, at the time, you know, I I guess that was all of the rage. But, like, as horror started to grow, more people were like, I don't really think we need that. I I I don't really think we need that. Um, but it was very big around that time um, for some of these not really horror movies, but more slasher films um, to have that. And Freddy vs. Jason was going to make sure it had it somewhere. Uh, and, did, anyone it had else,
2: it... did anyone else think based on, because like, all right, so I was born in 1990. I know that some of you guys are younger than me. But did anyone ever watch this movie and think that that was, like, legitimately what high school was about? And then you're in high school and you're like, this is nothing what it's about. <laughs> well, I,
1: I was always of the mindset. Um, my mom and my dad always used to scare me of, like, oh, be careful when you go to high school. Like, you know, if you're too nerdy, like, they'll give you swirlies and wedgies and there's a cool table. Um and then I, I went to high school and it was nothing like that. Like people just sat at yeah, people just sat at, at tables with their friends. Um I I was a huge nerd. I never got a swirly, I never got bullied, nothing. Like I've never I never saw it, I was never a part of it. So I'm like, they kinda overhyped this whole high school thing. Um and then like you <laughs> were know, you they hoping tried to, scare to get a swirly? in it? <laughs> I wanted to experience it. I wanted to see if people really were going to hold you right right. and dip you in the toilet. And it never happened. Like I legit made sure I was sitting at the table with the kids with, like, the Spider-Man lunchboxes. They're always, like, pushing up their glasses. I'm like, all right, maybe these kids are getting it. So, like, if I'm with them, I can see what they're talking about. It never happened. I asked them. They were like, "That doesn't happen." I'm like, "Were you ever like locked in your locker?" They're like, "No, that does not happen." I'm like, "All right, I didn't think so. Like, I didn't think so." So yeah, completely overrated. High school was very overrated. Um, (laughs) Yeah, no, I didn't experience any of that too, but I did. I feel like in
4: quarantine, someone needs to give you a a a swirly just so that you can experience it. I mean, honestly, what I, would,
1: what I would like to know is from 2008, right, to about 2012, or 2007 to 2012, I want to know what the stats say about kids actually being, um, you know, being given swirlies and wedges. I want a number. I want the stats. I want to see if it exists <laughs> in this world. Uh because I just don't believe that it does. I just really don't. I, I, I honestly don't believe it.
0: Alright. Um, I and I, I don't I don't want to date myself. Um my high school experience ended about a decade prior to that. <laughs> however, <laughs> uh however, I can honestly say it rarely happened in my high school. Uh I don't even think it happened my senior year for that matter.
1: Only yeah, your senior I mean I
0: <laughs> I, hey, I'm just saying
1: no i mean i have seen a lot of you know fights, I've seen some pranks, but it's never like the pranks that you think you're you're gonna experience when you walk through the like when you watch a typical high school movie, it'll have you thinking like you're about to experience the worst four years you will ever have in your life, and i just didn't ah. i I didn't see it <laughs> I, I didn't see I, it. I didn't I have see it never.
4: Talked with someone who was so disappointed that they weren't more bullied and beat up in high school.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, look, at least if you're not going to do any of that, like at least give me a scene out of Carrie, something that I could hang my hat on. Just none of that happened. I'm like, none of this happens. Like, it's ridiculous. (laughs) It it, it really is. Now, again, like
0: I I said, we're based out of Indianapolis. So that that whole, you know, the Carrie Prime experience, all that stuff, I mean, that's like – I wish that was the case, but, dude, like I said, cornfields and small schools. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, If it
4: it helps at all, my high school experience, I uh, had my prom date leave me and sleep with my cousin, and a farmer offered to take me home at the post-prom buffet.
5: <laughs> That's that like,
1: sounds like that sounds like a movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a movie. Actually, like I, I could like go find a movie that that exact scene happened in. Uh, that is actually <laughs> hilarious. Uh, it, it's not really hilarious, but it's kind of hilarious. Oh okay, yeah, um,
4: I've gotten past it. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's, it's funny now. <laughs>
1: Um, but no, like like we were saying, like we were saying um, before, uh, the the start of this movie was very was very uh, humorous. As Tia said, it is the the epitome of a damsel in distress. I, I am glad horror movies got away uh, got away from the idea of someone just randomly running and always tripping over something. Um, it, it, it's it's frustrating because it's kind of like. At some point, you kind of just go, I'm running. I'm not going to keep looking back. I'm going to look forward. Um, But, no, they always trip over something. They fall, and then they catch up. The thing that I've always hated about Jason Voorhees that apparently everyone else in America loves, I don't like that someone will be running, like, I mean, as fast as they possibly can. And Jason's just walking, and he always catches up to them. I mean, always. It never fails. Um, it is possibly the most annoying thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, because it's like, at that point, why do you even have her running if he just walked? Like, four steps and then caught up with her. Where was she even running? In a circle? How did he catch up that quickly? Uh, I hate it. That was a, it. It almost put me off from the beginning of the movie. Um, it's why I didn't really watch the movie. Um, but, Dom, I want to kick it to you first. Um, I believe that scene ends with um, she was running. She hides in front of a tree. Magically, Jason just appears. Stabs her through the tree. Again, comedy, guys, not a horror movie. Stabs her through a (laughs) thick tree with a machete. Um, Like a thick oak tree. He just sliced her right through. Um, And then I think this is when it gets a little bit humorous. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, Dom. Don't we get... uh, Freddie turning into Jason's mom and kind of like harassing
3: him a little bit. Yeah, because um, the the beginning premise was that Freddie wanted to like kill people, but since um, the town had forgotten about him, he couldn't he couldn't kill anybody. So he had to search hell to find a uh, willing participant to hit where he could that he can manipulate and. He found Jason, who had been, you know, dead for a while, and yeah, he he turned into his mom to kind of get him to wake up because that's the one person that he listens to to uh, enact his, you know, uh, murderous spree that he goes on. And then for some, and I, I, I thought it was kind of weird that he would even reveal to him to Jason that that was him in disguise. But I mean. Jason doesn't need much apparently to get him going.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think Freddie was betting on Jason being an idiot, and I think Jason is an idiot. Um, so he's, he's kind of like, oh yeah, no, yeah, like no. Hey, you sure, really I'm sure. for me, brother? I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If
5: we could,
4: if we could just stop for a second, I want you to know that that. As someone who's terrified of scary movies, as you guys are talking, we are facing, looking outside at our deck, and one of our deck chairs literally just moved all the way across the deck by itself. Like, right across the deck.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's terrifying.
4: That is terrifying. Maybe I
1: could... Maybe I should stop calling Jason, like, an idiot. Maybe that that upset him. Um,
5: Would you believe?
1: Because that was
5: about the point
4: where the chair decided to move itself.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'll say this, though. It seems like he's there with you and not here with me. So, I mean, I guess I'll count my blessings for that. What happened to me being part of the family, man?
5: Come on. (laughs) No, you you still are. You you both still are. He's in your jersey. There's no help there. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I have no help here. Okay, we've been over this. Um, but no, so he, he does. He does reveal himself uh, to Jason, stating that no one fears him anymore. It's kind of hard to be powerful uh, when no one's really fearing you. Um, so Tia, I want to ask you this. This is kind of a question about N- Nightmare on Elm Street uh, movies. Period. Um, but did it ever appeal to you the idea of like him? You know, uh, Freddy Krueger attacking you in your sleep, and it's like you don't really want to go to sleep. Was that ever
2: something that really scared you? I'm not about to reveal the fan fiction that I used to write when I was a teenager. Like, don't put me on glass <laughs> like that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Um, I I do want to say really quick before we go any further because it's like the one like fun fact that I know that I don't know if it's going to come up at any point but so obviously if you guys know that Freddy vs. Jason was something in the works for quite a long time and the uh, Jason was played by the same guy I forget his name now but for like what four or five different movies and he was told mm-hmm. at some point that he was going to be Jason in Freddy vs. Jason, which he was like, yeah, pump. This is what I'm looking forward to. But when it came time to actually cast for Freddy vs. Jason, they told him actually no because he's about 6'1". Robert England is about 5'10". They wanted someone who was really tall to be a stark contrast uh, as opposed to Robert England. So they instead got the guy who would be the stunt double for him, who was doing Jason, who was like in reality like six foot six. So there you go. There's my little fun fact. The guy who mostly played Jason kind of got pissed at Frey versus *Jason* because he thought that was his chance, and they said, "No, you're not tall enough."
0: But yeah, that was. Uh, uh,
2: that who it was? I'm sorry.
0: Was it Kane Hodder? I want to say was that
2: his yes. name? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He he was excited to play the role, but he's like six foot one, which you're like, yeah, that's tall, but it's not that much taller than the guy who plays Freddy Krueger. And because they were like, no, we want Freddy to like really have to like strain his neck to look up to Jason, they decided to get the guy who did the stuff for Kane, who's like six foot six or six foot seven.
1: God, so, yeah, that's go, interesting. Man.
2: That is interesting.
1: I, I I do like that, but no, I I, I asked that to mainly because um, it was something that never really like scared me. Um, I wasn't one that really had that many nightmares. If my mom was listening to this, she would tell you I'm lying, uh, but I want to sound <laughs> cool. But no, I I didn't really have that many nightmares. Um, so the idea of it didn't really scare me. Um, it didn't just... watching.
2: It didn't scare me, just because I think when I was introduced to Freddy Krueger, I was, you know, 14, 15, you know, so at least old enough to grasp the concept that that type of shit isn't real. But I always thought that that was really interesting because it's like, you know, when you have a really bad day or something, you go to sleep to try and find comfort in your slumber, and you can't even do that because there's, these horrific nightmares, but, ooh, it's not just that they're horrific nightmares. If you die in your sleep, you die in real life, which is also a really interesting concept as you get older and you find out that, uh, like, in dream psychology, that you will never see your own death. Like, if you fall from something, you're always going to wake up before you hit the ground. So it's like the fact that they decided to take it where it's like, no, now you are going to see your death in your sleep. Is, to me, I just thought it was a really interesting concept for horror movies.
1: Yeah, that is terrifying. That happens to me a lot. Um, I don't know oh, no. why. Maybe I should get that Come checked on. out. Yeah, that happens a lot. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I'm falling, and then, like, I wake up, and I'm like, what just happened? Like, what the hell was that? Um, yeah, thank you for making me admit that on, 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 on the podcast. <laughs> anyway, hey, um, I had to talk about <laughs> <transfiction>, so... <laughs> Um, no, but, um, yeah. So, I mean, this, this was more of a, so I want to ask you this here, uh, kind of getting off that a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. we see, I think our first few big kills around the beginning of the, uh, the movie, uh, obviously the insane stabbing someone through a tree. That was the first one. And then I think we get to, um, uh, our main characters having a house party. I believe. Um, and then I think, isn't that when Jason did the whole bed thing?
2: Um, yeah. So I believe that is the succession. You know, you have Freddie convincing Jason, Freddie Krueger, you know, has his whole backstory where he kind of explains what happens to him and how people don't believe anymore. But, you know, every place has an Elm street. So why not? Um, And I do believe that then we meet our main characters and we have to go through those, like, you know, all that craziness. And then at some point, Jason does come and hold the guy in half. So that was crazy to me because it's like, but you knew, like, when you follow the trend or the formula, I should say, of horror movies, that guy was an absolute douchebag. So you're like, okay, he's definitely going to die. But I did think it was crazy the way it was shot, with like Jason killing him and then holding him up in the bed, and then like the girlfriend coming out and she's like, oh my god! <laughs> um, yeah, it, it it's was just like it's ridiculous.
1: It was brutal. It was it was really brutal. If I'm not mistaken, didn't he like stab him a few times and then close him up yeah. in the bed? Yeah, he overkills
2: him. He overkills him. And this is essentially yeah. like the first, this is the beginning because the whole point of Jason is that he's supposed to be killing people if people don't see him. So then because they're in Springfield, rumors of Freddy Krueger are going to keep popping up. So Jason's main objective here and his main use is to kill people, but for people to start circulating the rumor of it being Freddy Krueger that way Freddy can start accessing their dreams again so this is like the first kill in the line of that
1: yeah it was like I said it was 100% overkill um, but again <laughs> it goes to how extreme this movie tends to be um, and this isn't even the most extreme thing that that you can expect from this movie um, oh, even no. though it, it is very extreme. Um, but, no, I mean, I, I do want to ask you this. Um, um I, I meant to ask you this uh, before, but when you go back to the 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 legend of Freddie and the legend of Jason, um, what used to kind of scare you more, the Freddy Krueger song or, like, the Jason Voorhees, like, I don't know what it is, like, a deep breathing chant or wh- whatever the hell. Oh, yeah. Called. Um, what used to kind of like not necessarily scare you, but like what would kind of shake you more between the two
3: i think uh I think Freddie's his anthem is a little more of a chilling anthem Because um, for some reason uh little kids' creepy voices are creepy i don't I don't know what it is um I think that. <laughs> The funny, the funny thing about um, horror in the uh, 80s and late 70s is that the writers always kind of seem to, like, either don't understand kids and teenagers or they don't like them too much or they're right. trying to warn them. I don't know exactly what it is, and I think that's why that it's always teenagers <laughs> getting killed and not too many adults <laughs> and um, – so I don't know if like Wes Craven originally was like you know what I don't really like these kids so let's just make them like douchey assholes so people won't feel bad when they get killed so um, but yeah like the Freddy's theme was uh, a little more chilling I, I I think um Jason's I think is kind of a fun thing to mimic because I remember as a kid uh, or a teenager or well, both really is that people would do that all the time to try to scare people but. You just—it was kind of just like a fun joke. So I think that his um, lost his luster a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, I look at it like this, right? I look at it to where it's like, if I'm in, you know, if we're out in like the forest or the woods or whatever, like a, a you know a bunch of friends and we're like playing tag and everyone goes and hides, right? And like I'm I'm by myself trying to find where everyone's at, and I just hear the the Jason thing. I'm done. Like, I'll probably freeze (laughs) exactly where I'm standing. He'll probably come, like, fold me in half and then fold me in another half and fold me in another half and use me as, like, a handkerchief. Um, So, like, that'll scare me. (laughs) But, like, if if I'm walking down the street and, like, a kid rides by on, like, a little tricycle singing the song, I'm punting that kid, like, 50 feet. So, like, it doesn't really, like, scare me as much. But, like... The Jason thing, that really does, like, that that always haunted me. But the whole Freddy thing, it was usually only scary because it seemed like he would always have kids doing it. So it was, like, really eerie mm-hmm. to, like, oh, my goodness, like, that three-year-old is, like, singing Freddy's song. But I'm like, my mindset <laughs> since I was young has always been, I will punt that kid. Um, <laughs> I had to tell my, my neighbors, actually, um, they thought it was funny a few years ago. They were, like, uh, their, their four-year-old, they were going to have him, like, dress up as Chucky. And I told him, I have a long-lasting fear of Chucky. Don't do that. Like, and then he, like, started laughing. I'm like, no, 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 no. I will Spartan kick your kid if he comes to my door um, at night with that Chucky costume. <laughs> and, like, he was like, oh, you're serious. I'm like, no, 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 I'm dead serious. So, like, they didn't come to the house at all. I'm like, well, you could have came. Just don't bring your kid. <laughs> don't have him dress up as Chucky. Um, So, I mean, the Freddy Krueger thing just really never scared me as much um, as the Jason thing. Jason thing still to this day shook, shook to my core. (laughs) So I'll ask you then, Thea, which one scares you
2: more? Well, first of all, I'm going to say, I know this isn't about him, but I always found Michael Myers' little tune to be scarier just because there was one time that I was literally watching the first Halloween in the dark and that came on. I was like, this is scary. And then I had to walk to the bathroom in the middle of like the pitch darkness. And I was like, I'm really terrified now. Um, But uh, yeah, I didn't, to me, like as Don was saying, uh, Jason's little jingle was always something that you kind of look to imitate in school because it kind of sounded cool to go shh. You know, um, but Freddy's was more like ominous because it's taking something that's supposed to be like a schoolyard rhyme and saying all these like really creepy things. And there is something like really off-putting of children singing these type of tunes. So to me, I always felt that uh, Freddy Krueger's was scarier. Also, they were like, you know, um... It was like the anthem of death. If you were in any Freddy movie and you started hearing that, you're going to die pretty soon. So that was terrifying.
1: Yeah, Michael Myers to me, I love that song. Um, New Jersey and, like, clubs, they made, like, a club mix of that, so I like it, like, even more. Um, So, like, I love Michael Myers' uh, (laughs) song. It never once scared me. It always made me want to dance. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, you, you're absolutely right that when you hear the one, two, yeah. Freddy's coming for you, nothing good ever happens. Like
3: you don't hear no. that and
1: you turn around and someone's like, hey, you dropped your, you dropped a hundred dollars. Like that, no, that that never happens. It's usually hey, like I just split your throat. Um, that's usually what always follows that song. Um, but in this movie, speaking of eerie children, um, we actually get. Uh, I don't know how far ahead I'm going, but we actually. Get um, one of the main characters is um, feels as though she's kind of hallucinating, like she feels as though, she, you know, Freddie's in her head. So she's walking through, I believe it was a police station, and she has yeah. this this little girl with like her back to her singing the song. And she goes to turn the girl around, and the girl has no eyes. She has no eyes, and she's singing the song. Another reason why I punt these kids. You don't console Did them. you, you don't notice? Them, you you punt them. But go ahead, Tia. <laughs>
2: Did you notice that that's the same little girl that they feature in the beginning of the movie when Freddy is talking about what he's done and who he is and all that? Like, in the beginning of the movie, Freddy, as a human, is in his uh, warehouse, the boiler factory, whatever, and there's a little girl there, and that's the same little girl that uh, the main character hallucinates.
1: No, I didn't even I didn't even know that. But that that was that whole scene there was was very terrifying. Um I, I don't again, I don't know what scared me more, her singing it or her turning around with like no eyes in her skull. Um haunting. <laughs> it's all <I> can <laughs> that. It's just haunting. Um but I mean th- to me there's a lot of uh filler uh in between the this portion of the movie heading into like a really good part. Um so I'll just I'll ask you Tia well, um go ahead, go ahead.
2: No 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 Actually, I I want to hear what you have to ask me first.
1: No, I was just gonna say what uh between uh the uh police station sorry I don't know why that entire phrase just left my head. Between the police station and where we see Freddy as a slug smoking weed Um, what in between those two scenes stood out to you the most of uh, of Freddy vs. Jason
2: oh god there's so much Um, see the thing is that so this is called Freddy vs. Jason but to me in reality it's so much of a Freddy movie because we really get, get to the what is happening to this town at this point why do they forget Freddy Well, you end up finding out that in order to combat Freddy Krueger, they've literally given, every parent in the town has given their children medication that has prevented them from sleeping. They have redacted every single newspaper that has ever mentioned his name. And anyone who does recall Freddy Krueger gets sent to an insane asylum. So in between that time, we have... The reveal of all of that we meet the two boys who are in the insane asylum who break out, one of them being uh, uh oh god jason Ritter uh you know the the long lost love of the main character, they break out and all of that and then so we get all that mythos there, and then in between that as well, we get uh Jason and Freddie essentially turning on each other because as mentioned before freddy krueger was using jason as a vessel to get you know pretty much all of his kills in but jason is an idiot and he is a mindless killer but so he's not going to consider that so when it comes to the point where freddy krueger can finally kill it is taken from him in the real world by jason and i love that scene so much because freddy is like he was you know he's mine, he's mine, and that's when, like, Freddy's like, all right, mother effer, we're gonna, we're gonna fight, and there's, like, all this goodness in between it, and I'm kind of like, I don't want to skip all of this, like, there's so much, and, like, I'm sure Dom can attribute uh, this, because we have the rave scene, and correct me if I'm wrong, Dom, isn't in between this scene, Is probably one of my favorite scenes in the movies, but it's when Jason is sleeping, and or maybe I'm going too fast. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, Dom. Is when Jason's sleeping and they're in the boiler room and Freddie finds out that Jason's fear is water. Is that after the slug scene? Yeah. Okay, then there were. All right, so, so I won't go it's to not, that just yet. It's
3: not too far. It's not too far after, but it's in that it's in kind of same sequence.
2: Okay. The smoke scene was really freaking weird. That was one of those cases where I was like, okay, this isn't scary. Um, This is just weird. And again, to me, it's just like peak early 2000s like craziness, but it just goes to show like Freddie's ability to transform himself to really capture, like he pretty much uh, changes himself based on whoever he's trying to bring in. Oh, and Dom's girl, uh, Kelly Rowland, during this time in her own little hallucination gets her nose freaking cut off, which that, that is the scene that I always have to turn away for because for some reason I can't stand watching uh, Freddie's claws come up between the freaking <laughs> newspaper and tear her nose off, <laughs> which I'm sure that our friends over there just like. You guys said this is funny, and someone's freaking nose is getting torn off.
1: Well, to be fair, to be fair, it is funny, because what would have made it scary is if, like, he just reached up and, like, clawed, like, her her nose off. That's not what happened. He goes, hey, got your nose, and then rips it off. So then that's (laughs) kind of what makes it a little (laughs) funny. It's kind of what makes it a little funny. Is that Freddy saying, "Hey, got your nose," and then like it's literally ripping your nose off? Um, but I think we skipped <laughs> over. Um, I, I think we skipped over that. I thought you would have liked. Um, well, not would have liked, but I thought you would have highlighted Tia. Um Maybe you did. I, 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 I may have forgotten. But the the rave scene, uh, where Jason was just like ripping through people. Um,
2: well, yeah, and a rave, that's the scene. And that's the scene where Jason final, Jason kills someone that Freddy was hoping to kill, the drunk girl. Um, right. She's mine. Sorry, I don't know why I said he's mine, but that is that case. Yeah, no, that, that's another thing. I was like, there's a maze in the forest. Um, what the hell? <laughs> and, again, you, like, you knew things were going to go bad because you had all these, like, idiots in this rave scene, and they're just being, like, the prime examples of you're just canon potter in this movie and Jason is just like slaying and as you said Juwan walking the slowest that he could ever walk and it's like people are purposely running into him to get cut up they're not and then like the fakest blood like you know he just like he like chops them like once like barely and all of a sudden it's like like I don't know it's just Yeah, that race scene was, like, something
1: else. Yeah, I mean, it's like he just walks in a straight line. Like, every time the person looks back, Jason's still walking. He never turns a corner. He never hides behind a tree. Nothing. He just walks in a straight line. You turn around, and you go, how did he land in front of me? Like, he was behind me three seconds ago. That is the allure of Jason, I guess. Uh, I I can't really explain it. I would love to talk to the person that created the character.
0: You know, why they is have that just about any like, like you're trying to dance with anyway, Like how the hell do you get behind me?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's insane. It, it's insane to know that Hussein Bolt could be running and Jason would be walking and he'd still catch up <laughs> to Hussein Bolt. Um, it, it's just it's frustrating. It, it's the most frustrating thing ever. Um But that's that's Jason. That that's who he is. Um, I don't know. I would just like it to be, like, for someone to create a character that actually runs after you. Like, you know, you start running, they start running. Because then I could believe, like, you know, oh, they're, you know, they happen to be faster than that guy was or, or whatever. But when you're telling me a guy just walked a straight line and, like, I turned I turned the corner and he's right there, how? Like, how? How is that even possible? Um, but maybe I'm just putting way too much logic into <laughs> <laughs> a movie a little, like this, but it, it has always bothered me. It has always bothered me. Um, Dom, I'm gonna ask you the same thing I asked Tia. Uh any big scenes stand out to you between the police station where we see the
3: girl with no eyes and the slug scene? No, I am with y'all. The 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 rave scene is definitely my visually my favorite because as after he um imp or kills that girl, which he I mean initially Jason wanted to kill the guy because the guy was trying to rape the girl that was passed out Um, and he just happens to kill both of them. But then once he starts going on his old rampage and he twists one guy's head all the way around, then you have the, the, the big guy on the football team who's a bully throws beer on him and then lights him on fire. And just that scene of him walking through the, Cornfield on fire, lighting the field on fire, and then his sword or okay. his machete is on fire, and he throws the flaming machete through the guy, and then just like slashing flame cuts was really great to see. Um, but yeah, like <laughs> well, the the guy, one of the guys, he swings it, he completely misses and hits a keg, but then the guy comes up and he's cut all of a sudden. I don't know what happened. I don't know if that was some bad editing, but that, it, <laughs> I mean, but it fits like kind of the cheesiness of the, of the, the slasher genre, you know, from their time. Uh, so it kind of fit, but it was just kind of like, hold on. How did he didn't even get touched? Oh, it's an invisible knife. Cool. Okay. Invisible knives. That's, that's a thing. Um, but that scene just visually just looked really cool. Cause they had the, the really high wide shot and, um, yeah, I don't know like he's on fire and he's walking slow. If you can't outrun a guy who's on fire and walking slow, I don't know. I mean maybe you deserve to die. I don't I'm going to tell you. I don't, there's no yeah. I don't know if he teleports. Maybe he teleports. Maybe since <laughs> he's like he can uh, his soul moves from body to body if he gets killed. Maybe he teleports and we just don't know. I don't I don't know how he does it. Um but it's a, an amazing feat apparently cuz it's an impending death. Once he locks eyes with you, it's a wrap.
1: Yeah, I, I was told it's just he has really long strides.
3: I don't know how much <laughs> I believe
1: that. Um, but, I mean, I guess <laughs> I guess that sounds more logical than, you know,
5: uh, the,
1: I don't know. I don't know. I, I'll just go with strides. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll say that. Um, but no, you're right. That was a really crazy scene. (laughs) Guy on fire. (laughs) Fletcher Machete. This movie's insane. Um, now to fast forward to the the slug scene, because I know, um... Hey i like, what is the slug scene that he keeps referring to? The reason why the <laughs> slug scene.
4: The reason yeah, why this slug, slug scene. Like, oh yeah, there's a slug scene at every movie.
1: Let's talk about the slugs. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, no, the reason why this stood out so much was it was this stoner guy and it was like he was in like a control room or something like that. Um and you know, he starts starts lighting up a joint. And then, like, you just see coming out of, like, the air vent a Freddy Krueger slug. Um, and, like, he just, like, looks at the guy. And then the guy just randomly is like, do you want to hit? And the slug starts smoking. He starts um, smoking with him. And then I'm him. like, he starts smoking with him. And I'm like, "This what am I watching?
5: Um, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> correct me if
1: I'm wrong, uh, Tia and Dom. Doesn't this guy die by the slug going, like, into his mouth?
2: Um, I'm going to push that over to Dom because I
3: actually
2: <laughs> – I don't remember that, actually. How did he die? I,
3: I think the slug uh, went into his mouth. Yeah, he, well, he gets possessed by Freddy, and that was oh, – I, I don't know. So I'm guessing when Freddy went inside of him, he died, but Freddy, like – possessed him to um, <laughs> to inject uh, to inject Jason with um those shots to put him to sleep
1: okay I, I now I now remember exactly
3: he um the
1: the slug goes the slug is uh, blows smoke into his face goes into him um, and then as everyone's running away from Jason. You see the guy come out with, like, smoke bombs or whatever. Uh, smoke bombs, I think it is, or whatever. To put, like you said, to put Jason to sleep. I think I think that's how it went. Uh, but regardless, the craziest thing is the fact that a slug came out of a vent. And the guy, instead of freaking out, because uh, I assume he thought it was a hallucination, he offers this slug to take some puffs of his said weed. Craziest thing ever... <laughs> Um I am actually going to send you KJ the photo of what this club looked like. Um so you guys can kind of get a proper idea on how insane this scene looked. Um I can't wait. But Tia, but Tia I'm going to go back to you. We know the events after um this this scene uh is as you're getting to um Jason being sleep In the van, and then I believe Freddie looking to take advantage of that. um, And I think take out Jason.
2: Yeah, so um, they eventually get Freddie, not Freddie, Jason asleep. And it is like, honestly, my favorite scene in like, one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie because in the middle of that dream, it's like, okay, now you're in. Freddy's territory. It's like he can control the environment. He can control himself. Uh, There's so many beautiful shots of like as Don was saying, he loves the shot of Jason on fire with the fire machete, but I love and that was a great shot as well but I loved uh, Freddy just kind of like running his, you know the knife hands on the railing as he's kind of like coming up to Jason and you know not only is he pretty much displaying Jason's mother's decapitated head but this is where we just dis- we discover that Jason is afraid of water. I mean, I'm sure we probably know that, but Freddie is discovering this for the first time because there's a stream of water and Jason refuses to cross it to, you know, uh, get to Freddie. And Freddie's like, oh, you are afraid of something, aren't you? Um, And I just think that's so fucking cool to me. And reminds me again, if I'm wrong here, isn't the main girl also asleep and she's kind of pulled into all of this. And isn't this where she kind of then discovers like Jason's story because they then are now in Camp Crystal Lake. Cause that was scary as hell. Yeah, you're right. The, um uh,
1: the other characters grabbed some adrenaline um, before they left the lab Um <laughs> You know, to to wake up Jason and um, let me look up her actual name, so I, we're, we're not calling her main character too. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, But yes, yes, they grabbed some adrenaline to to wake them up. Her name was Lori Campbell. Um, okay. They, uh, you know, threw some adrenaline. Uh, they grabbed some adrenaline so they could wake her up before Freddy had a chance to kill them. Um, but yes, oh. you know, we did. Go ahead.
2: And another random fun fact, because, it's, because I, again, did listen to the commentary, and that's not me trying to be like, oh, I did, but this is why it sounds so crazy with all these little fun facts. But in the scene where Kelly Rowland's character has to, which is like, man, does she draw the, like the short straw or something where she has to resuscitate Jason and give him mouth-to-mouth that they didn't tell <laughs> Kelly Rowland that when she opened, like, when she moved aside his, like, hockey mask, that, like, water would be, like, spurting out at her. So, like, that reaction of disgust, it was all real and everything. So I just was like, poor Kelly Rowland in that scene. <laughs> yeah, no, I would have been very upset.
1: Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so we get to the, the I'd say the highest point, of the, the film where we engage in Freddie going into Jason's uh, mind and then us getting an all out battle between Freddie and Jason inside Jason's mind, I think. Um, and, and then I think we, we see the other characters trying to wake uh, Campbell up before Freddie has a chance to kill her. Uh, and I think they also are trying, I think they then think the best way to kill Freddie is Jason. It's a bri- um, so I think they they, wanna, I think that go ahead I'm so sorry um no, go
2: ahead. they they know that if they're in Freddy's world he will win 100% of the time they need to literally their best bet is to bring Freddy into the real world to um you know to battle against Jason the whole point of Lori falling asleep is so that she can go find Jason and when they with the adrenaline, she is held on to Freddy so that he, she brings him into the real world. And it is the best shot ever when he wakes up and he figures out that he is around fire, which is his fear. Sorry, I'm getting small. Go ahead.
1: No, I mean, you're absolutely right. You have two, two characters who are afraid of uh, the easiest things to get a hold of, uh, a body <laughs> of water and some fire. Um, so I mean that's that's hilarious in itself. Um, but Dom, I, I'll kick it over to you. We see how hyped he is getting for for this this main battle. <laughs> um, what were what were your thoughts as we were heading into, um, pretty much towards the end of the movie because we were getting into the the big boss battle essentially uh, between Freddy and Jason.
3: Uh, yeah, I think just to preface that before we get to, uh, before that part. The one thing that I didn't like that was kind of, I was, I think when I was younger, I didn't really pay attention to it, but then I got older and watched it, it was super, like, cheesily set up when they're in the, all the characters are in, like, the this little meeting room or whatever in that station, and the girl, uh, the main character Lori, she's like, so Jason's afraid of water, and Freddy's afraid of fire, there's got to be something there, and I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> kind of set up is that?
5: <laughs>
3: um, because I'm pretty sure Jason, in almost every single movie he's in, walks out of water or walks into water. So I don't think he's that terrified of it. But or the gone. fact that, but the fact what? that um, Freddie was in his mind and made him relive the drowning trauma. I think is what made him fear the water again. Um, and, but no, yeah, the, uh, they ended up in the cabin, and the girl's hand starts to burn, which is what wakes her up, and that, yeah, like Tia said, that shot of Freddy, like, turning around, and he's like, oh, shit, there's fire, that means I'm in the real world, and Jason looks pissed, (laughs) and at this point, Mm -hmm. he's already killed a few of them. I think he threw one guy against the wall, who was, like, the the nerdy guy, and he gets, like, uh, impaled by, or oh, not impaled completely, like a um, like a nail or something goes to his back, and if he tries to run away, he just gets left by a tree to die, so he died in the most, like, anticlimactic way, and probably, yeah. but probably the worst way because he was the nice guy who was trying to save Kelly, and she gets thrown across the room, and then she's like, I'll be back for you, and she doesn't come back, so he just bled out to death. Um, but no, the, the setup to all that for their, them starting to fight is great. Cause weirdly enough, Freddie can fight. I don't know who taught him. I mean, he's been in hell for a long time. So I'm sure there's some evil dudes down there that know a lot of Kung Fu or whatever the hell he was doing. Cause <laughs> Freddie can fight. Um, and Jason's never really had to rely on anything but brute force. So he's kind of getting, you know, his ass handed to him a little bit, um, so, yeah, that that whole setup was, was great. And then you get, like, um, they're just tearing into each other. It's like two lions fighting over a, a zebra carcass. Like, there's, there's no holes barred. And at this point, you really don't know how much Freddy can take because, you know, in every other movie when he comes to the real world, that's usually when he's defeated. But Jason, this is his realm, and he... Uh, there's no stopping them so like it it definitely sets up a great great climax
2: um
3: yeah i
2: feel like when don was talking about the um the fire and water something's there but okay but that scene also like doesn't that also blend into her falling asleep and they're like we must sacrifice the virgin like they had to throw that in there they're like well she's yeah. a virgin, so as you know, she needs to <laughs> sacrifice. But I uh I feel like Dom you probably love this shot where it going back to the cabin when Freddie first wakes up and Jason pretty much like picks him up and like flings him into the freaking windows or something of the cabin. Yeah, I was yeah. just like, Holy shit He's like doo, 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 doo. <laughs> But um I will say then you were talking about Kelly Rowland leaving the poor guy, which was, again, incredibly anticlimactic. I felt that it was really uncomfortable that they had to put that one scene in the movie where she's talking to Freddie about how little his knives are, so he must be overcompensating oh, for something. Yeah. And, and he goes, hmm. Dark me, and I'm like, did they have that in the movie? Um, that was a little uncomfortable, <laughs> but yeah. And then he like points, and she like turns around, and there's freaking Jason like chopping her a bit. Yeah, no, that
1: was that was uncomfortable. Uh, that was uncomfortable for me <laughs> for so many reasons. Um, <laughs> very uncomfortable. But no, I, I think we I think we glanced over it um her leaving him uh leaving the the nerdy guy to die um needs to be talked about more the same way uh Rose not really making room for for Jack needs to be talked about more <laughs> it's just wrong uh it's wrong and i don't think anyone calls any of you ladies out for it but it, it was definitely wrong there was a really it <laughs> uh, but anyway uh, <laughs> anyway um no that's what i was actually going to get into to asking you um kind of lead us into the, the end of this this battle between um, Fr- Freddie and Jason.
2: Yeah, so um, we have them going up against each other and all that. And it is, it is a long brawl, you know, and this is like what we've been waiting for. And it really is like a knockout fight type of thing. And just to let you all know, um, the film was directed by Ronnie Yu, um, who has kind of, like, worked with, uh, like, I think, kung fu movies, but horror movies as well. So I think that's why he was probably really good for this type of movie, because it is a brawl movie. And we start out with the cabin, and then we get to the scene where they're just laying like, metal rods at each other, and it's kind of, like, a really epic scene that, like, Jason is entailed with all these rods, but he somehow finds a way to kind of like pull himself off of the rod. Um, And then they end up at some point at the pier. And it it is at this point where they're just going at each other. I believe uh, frickin' Freddy chopped off, um, you know, Jason's fingers. Jason like slammed his fingerless hands into Freddy's stomach, tore off. Freddy's arm, and then I think uh, Freddy uses the machete to cut into Jason, and all during that time, Lori and her boo thing are trying to figure out how they can be relevant. It's like, you know, humans in a Transformers movie at that point. They don't know (laughs) what to do. Um, But then they're making, like, some Molotov cocktail-looking things, and I... So then all of a sudden, it, like, Whatever they do, it pretty much blasts like both Freddie and Jason off of the pier, and I want you know you obviously to turn it over to Dom and everything, but I have a very specific question after that, um because I have one opinion, but I'm sure that other people have another opinion on it,
1: yeah no, no, no. um <laughs> no, I mean no this this fight was. Was worth uh, the the build up only because of how crazy it was to see Freddie and Jason actually like fist fighting to to some degree. Um, so it was like the idea of seeing two characters you you've never really seen go hand to hand with anybody um, use it for each other was hilarious. Um, but but Dom, h- how did you feel about the the ending of of uh? this battle between Freddy and Jason.
3: Uh, yeah, like, like you said, like, um, this was what the whole movie was, like, leading up to. Like, all the rest of it was just, like, non. I mean, I don't want to say it's nonsense, but it's nonsense, essentially, because this is just what people want to see. We want to see two of the best uh, horror movie villains, slasher villains, mano a mano, Who's gonna win? The master of mental manipulation or you know, the monster. And you know, clearly one's bigger than the other and the other one's a little smarter, what you you know, like he was saying, Freddie is like using his claws to like I think there were like um some kind of canisters of like helium or um propane mm. tanks that he just started launching themselves at adjacent Jason, and he's just walking through most of them, like he's dodging them slowly because he doesn't care. Then he gets hit by the one, and then, like she said, the 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 uh, metal bars go through him, and he's just not phased by anything. Um, and you know, it which is like she said with the the human. I don't know why the main characters were even there to even try to intervene because. At, at some point, you just want to live. Like, I, I, you can watch from afar. Then watch. Go. Go hide behind a tree and watch them tear each other apart. Because at this point, they're not focused on you. Run away. Um, because I don't know. I mean, it's. I'm, I don't know why this <laughs> Lori would think like, I can finish this. No, they <laughs> both don't like you. At the end of the day, <laughs> if one of them fails, they're gonna kill you. But you know, she's doing her thing. Um, But yeah, like when uh, Jason uses Freddy's claw, impels him with his own glove because he ripped his arm off and Freddy's using uh, the machete against him, it's just great to see like all that back and forth. Um, Because if you look at the whole movie, Freddy really didn't kill that many people. He killed like two or three. And I think Jason killed like 15 to 20 people. Um, So it's kind of like, Freddie's got some some ground some ground to make up, um, and you know you get Freddie's um, one-liner used against him with the uh, by Lori when she's like, "Welcome to my world, bitch." After uh, Jason, <laughs> Jason has fell in the water, and then she cuts off Freddie's head, and for some reason she did some kind of. G move where she was pouring one out for the homies by dropping the machete in the water like yeah I feel you you know what I'm saying but <laughs> um, it was very much worth the wait
1: so yeah how did how did you feel about um, once Freddie's head got cut off we obviously see um, again a- another shout out. This is important. I find I find it necessary to point this out any chance I can. Kelly Rowland survives in this movie, correct? No, she did. She gets she
2: up into it. She when freaking she's taunting Freddie about his tiny claws, and she turns around right. and Jason just that's right, that's her. Right. Yeah, um, that's
1: right. That's right.
2: So, so this is my important question, right? Uh, yeah, and I'm mm-hmm. gonna. Say, oh. I feel like I want to, like, plug myself, but I also forget the actor's name, which is really, like, shame on me, but I actually uh, interviewed, right, the guy who, so the movie ends, right, and we see that, like, end scene where Jason is rising up through the water um, with Freddy's head. Two things. I interviewed the guy who played Jason there, because it's not the same dude. That was a... shoot that they decided to do at the end because they had planned a second one, so they asked that guy to come in. He was also in Hellboy. He plays a lot of, like, uh, you know, costume creatures. He was really cool. Um, but I think that Freddy won in that. And I know it sounds far because it's like, hey, he's decapitated. But I think any time that Freddy is still alive, he wins because he can find some way to come back and manipulate himself. So he can find some way to, like, come back there. Yeah, I mean, I
1: I thought that was a huge scene. I I thought when you see Jason coming out of the water holding Freddy's head and you, like, see Freddie wink. um, I know I lost it. I was like, oh, there's going to be another one. And then we never had another one. Um, But I did think that that was really dope um, that it's like Freddie's not gone. Um, and we unfortunately remember after this movie a few years later, they did a reboot of Nightmare on Elm Street, which really then felt like we were never going to get, excuse me, a sequel to this movie. Um, but, but Dom, how, how did you feel seeing Jason come out of the water, obviously seemingly looking to be the, the one that's victorious, um, but then you seeing Freddie wink?
3: No, I definitely feel that Freddie won. Um, it's a little bit of bias because he's my favorite. But um, <laughs> Jason cheated. Jason had help. Jason got his ass whooped, and uh, the girl did the chopping. So Jason loses his ass drowned. Um, yeah, that's a that's a that's a Freddie victory, and the and the uh, the fact that he winked is even more uh, that he. One and I think that leads uh, to the um, the mythos of uh, of Freddie is that how alive or dead is he when he comes into the um, the real world because you you think he gets defeated you know essentially but you know with the wink is like you know can you really kill this guy or can you just make him disappear for a little bit of time because, you know, we we kind of saw in that movie that if with Jason being as brooding as he is, if if um, Freddy gets inside of his head, it's a wrap, you know. Uh, and we didn't get to see, we saw him play with him, you know, he's throwing around that boiler room and beating him up. But if he really got to, like, being there, Jason would be no more.
2: And is it that yeah. if, if Freddy's, killed in real life, does he then just appear back into his boiler room, and he can just go on and do the same thing he was doing. Right. Yeah, I mean, you're not
1: wrong. I view this fight the same way I viewed the BVS fight, where I kept telling everyone that Batman won, um, even though he legit got his ass beat uh, (laughs) close to the end of that scene uh, once Superman got that kryptonite out. But to me, a victory means You didn't kill me. And Freddy, you know, you didn't kill Freddy. He was still alive. So, to me, that's a victory. I mean, we know who really won. It was the guy that was standing tall. Um, But as long as he didn't die, I consider that a victory. Um, But, this again, this movie found ways to be insane. And you can't really top getting uh, more insane than the guy we thought died. is having his head being held. Detached from his body, and then he winks. This movie found uh, a way to kind of find numerous ways to to top itself on how crazy can it get.
2: And correct me if I'm wrong. Weren't they? Wasn't it rumored that they were supposed to do a sequel of Freddy versus Jason versus, versus Ash? I feel like I heard that somewhere, that that was going to be a thing.
1: Uh, I want to say that I heard that more so towards when the show actually happened, Ash vs. Evil. Um, I, I, I don't know how serious those rumors were, but I did hear it. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be against it. I, I don't know why more horror franchises don't cross over. Um, it's one of those things to where it's like, crossover. I mean, it, it, it'd be perfect. Um, seeing Halloween crossover with Jason would be awesome. Um, no, it you would know,
2: just or, be too silent guys the whole
1: time. I like, it. I like it. Give me a silent other. horror movie. Give me a silent <laughs> horror movie where there's no talking. Um, they're just staring at each other fighting. I will take it, and I will call that a classic horror movie. Um but no, I mean, you know, I, I just think more franchises should cross over. We see James Wan is doing that with his uh, Conjuring universe. Um, but it's just, it's one of those things where I think it's always been somewhat of a taboo that they feel as though um, crossing over. But we, we always feel as though action movies should cross over, and they never do. Um, you know, there's no reason why Charlize Theron should not be in the next John Wick as, as a crossover. Uh, besides the fact that it took place drastically two different time periods. <laughs> but um, it, it would just be so dope if they found a way to, to cross things like that over. Um, but yeah, so I, I now direct it to KJ and Patrick. Have we struck <laughs> any interest in you guys checking out this comedy, this family friendly comedy that me, we call Friendly Administration? All, right. All, right. Um,
6: all, all
4: families stuck at home should be watching a, a slug smoke weed.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, now, round now, up the kids, round up the kids, you know, get your favorite Freddy vs. Jason, they'll love it. They'll right, it. right.
0: Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I, when, when we started off the show, uh, you said, and I quote, it wasn't that bad. Okay.
4: I didn't notice yeah. that too. When yeah. you left the theaters, yeah. it wasn't that bad.
0: Yeah. So I was like, all right, that. Well, all right. We're already starting with the ringing endorsement. So all right, good start. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know, uh, when you guys started talking about the rave scene, um, her and I both looked at each other and we're like, the rape party? What? What's going on?
4: Yeah, we were just
0: Like, oh no, the rave. Uh, okay, we
1: got that.
0: Okay, okay, now we're good. We're good. Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, no, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that was cleared up. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that was cleared up.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was just like, okay, now, now it just got weird, but okay,
4: uh, we'll keep going. Yeah, we muted each other, and I was like,
5: what are they saying? Well,
4: I think they're saying. Thanks <laughs> for so nice that up. <laughs>
0: uh, now, and uh, the other thing, her and I talked about too was, you know, like now in this is, you know, not watching horror movies. Um, I've never seen any of the Friday the Thirteens. I've never seen any of the Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, both of our, uh, both of our best experience with. Either of these movies is from one of uh, KJ's favorite bands.
4: Oh, really? You're going to bring up and Yeah, I'm
0: just saying. <laughs>
5: uh,
4: Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, number three, the theme song. I was really into a hair band, so Dream Warriors was a big song for me. That's as far as I get into Nightmare on Elm Street. So I guess my question would be, uh, I, I, I mean, I'm intrigued. Yes, you you have, have have piqued my interest, but are we able to sit down and watch this movie at not having seen any of the other movies? Yes. Or is
2: because, there yes. yes? Okay. Yes. Because yes. they pretty much explain the mythos in the movie. Freddie in the beginning of the movie explains to you he was someone who killed kids, uh got arrested Because of some fucked up paperwork, he got released. The parents in the neighborhood were pissed. They decided to track him down at the factory that he worked at and burn it to, you know, burn him alive in it, which is why he's all scarred up and has a fear of fire. He pretty much made a deal with the devil to be able to continue killing, and he kills people in the sleep. There you go. Boom. That's it. And then Jason... He, you know, his whole mythos is explained in, like, the middle of the movie. So it's like, you don't really need to have seen any of them. Like, to me, who's watched all of the Frippin' Nightmare and Elm Street movies, yeah, there's little things here and there, but not any that are really mentioned in Freddy vs. Jason that are so important. I just gave you the background of who Freddy is, and there you go. Like, you don't need to really know what happened in the rest of them, because... It's never really brought
0: up. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, it's, so, it's, so, it's so. Let me draw it over to my uh, to something. So, it's like watching Serenity without ever having seen Firefly.
1: Yeah,
2: uh, yeah. I never watched either. So, oh, no, oh, I mean, forward. no, wow. you're,
1: you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But th- okay, so I'll say this thing to you. It's the same how, you know how I've been telling people numerous times that you can watch and enjoy um, uh, Infinity War and Endgame, not, not have watched any other Marvel movie. Sure, yeah, there are pretty. a few things that you, might not, that you might not be as excited about because you don't understand the payoff. Sure. But could you still leave those movies going, I was thoroughly entertained? Absolutely. Absolutely, you don't have to sit yeah. through all thirty-seven Marvel movies just to watch the two big event films. Um, right. Just watch those. Movies, <laughs> but the payoffs, like the payoffs, mean nothing to you. Like when Kat said "Avengers Assemble," if you've never seen any of the other Marvel movies or read the comics, like that to you was just like, "All right, what's the big deal?" I go one cheering. Um, but right. to, to the fans, like that's huge. We've been waiting years to hear those words. Um, right, right. So I mean, that's how that's how you look at something like Freddy vs Jason, to where it's like, sure, would it, you know, would, would someone say, would someone suggest to you, yeah, watch the other movies? Um, probably, but it has nothing to do with watching this movie. This is an event film. Uh, is how I look mm-hmm. at it, and it's like you okay. can just enjoy I... it for the idea of it being an event film.
0: You know, that, yeah, that, that's a that's a perfect way to describe describe movies exactly like that. I guess I've never. I guess I've never heard any – I'm sure it's a used term or if you coined it good on you, but an event film is actually a, a really good way to put that.
4: that yeah, I, I mean – go ahead. No, no, no. Keep going because
1: I was going to change the subject. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just going to say I, an event film, I, I classify it like that because um, I, I – I re- I originally started saying event films because I, I looked at it when um, I was talking to my dad and he was asking me why movies like Marvel movies and stuff don't really get nominated for best picture and best director and stuff like that. I'm like an event film is a cheat code. Um, and, and what I meant by that was you're able to do something in an in, in event film that you can't do in a regular Oscar nominated movie. You're pulling on a lot of things that a regular Oscar, like, the idea that an Avengers movie is visually stunning is something that could bring someone in uh, alone, like just just to see the the visuals of it. No one goes mm-hmm. into the Irishman like, yo, the visuals of it, man, that was insane. Like, did you see how the right. jumped up and backflipped? <laughs> no, so it's like it's a cheat code. So I said uh, an event film because it's something that's a spectacle. Um, that kind of separates itself from the, the modern idea of of cinema to certain people. So an event film is something that's to be celebrated, um, but 100% is not for everybody. So it's a way to kind of bridge the gap of it. Um, so that's why I said an event film. But I, I'm sorry, KJ, go ahead.
4: Oh, no, 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 no. I just wanted to know, does the, 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 the slug, I don't mean to be like, like, you know, kind of held up on the slug here, but does the slug make an appearance anywhere else, or why is there all of a sudden a slug?
1: <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, I think, I think Freddie saw how high the guy was getting because he was getting like ridiculously high. Um, okay. I guess he thought it'd be a way to like freak him out, I guess. Um, but like, no, there was no setup to it, there was no build up to it. It was legit. The guy was sitting there getting high out of his mind, and then you just see the slug.
0: Um, The slug slug never made an appearance in any of the other movies?
5: No, Uh,
1: I'd pass that to Tia. No, no, right?
2: No, um, the slug has definitely never appeared in any of the Freddy movies.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, because I would consider watching the other movies if a slug occasionally appears. (laughs) I I I was wondering, does Freddie have a pet slug? Like, that was what I was wondering. Like, is the slug like his sidekick or something?
0: And, you know, just, and it's like when he's not doing anything, he just, you know, he just blazes up and he's like, cool, what's up?
1: Yeah, no, that would be hilarious. But no, uh, that would actually be hilarious if his sidekick was that slug. But no, it popped up literally just for that one scene.
0: All right, well, so. to, to answer to answer your question uh, in a roundabout I guess I'll answer it directly now. Um, your question to me was would I consider watching this movie now? My answer is yes. That's me personally. My answer is yes. Is there... Perfect.
4: Okay, because you kind and... of glazed over this like it was no big deal. Is there... Did I hear right? There's a scene where Jason has... Girls in sleeping bags and beating them to death with each other.
1: Okay, not in, not in this movie. Not in this it movie. It was in a movie called <laughs> Jason X. And it was, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a virtual world that they were in where these three girls were, like, in the middle of nowhere in, like, sleeping bags. Um, so, like, Jason zipped them completely up and then just started hitting them with each other. Um, and that was like the most fun I think I've ever had. Because it reminded me, because my mom used to always say to me, like, Joanne, when you play with your toys, it's like you're just like smashing them together. So, like when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's what my mom means. That's what she sees when I play with my toys. I'm sure it. I get that's it. exactly what your
4: mother meant. <laughs> <laughs> <Come on. laughs> Okay, well, I am convinced more that I would have more fun and, and less nightmares watching this movie than I thought before. So I will I, yeah. I will consider it. And I do, I I don't know what this says about me as a person, but I do kind of want to watch the, the, the girls in the sleeping bags getting beat to death with each other. So maybe That's that will change the
2: next two. <laughs> that is Completely. definitely hilarious. He completely <laughs> flossed over though the best scene in that movie though. It's not even that. It's not even the sleeping bag part. It's the part what? where he takes the girl it, it's the part where he takes the girl's face and shoves it into like some liquid that literally freezes it and then smashes it onto the freaking table and it just like completely freaking like comes apart her face and it's like, what the hell just happened here? <laughs>
1: No, I mean, he is—he is not wrong. But I still have never laughed harder in my life than I have with that sleeping bag scene. It's it just—it <laughs> it, you just don't—you're not expecting it. So it's like when you see it, you're like, "That is like the most creative way to kill someone." Like I've never thought of that. I've never been out of was Like, I could zip you up right now and beat you with him. I could—I could do it right now. Like I never thought of that. he was like, oh.
5: Well, there you go. I, I, think, the,
3: uh, I think the I uh, the funny I just, part to that the funny part to that scene was the setup before he killed the sleeping bad girls because they looked at him and were like, "You want to smoke some drugs? You want to drink some <laughs> beer? You want to have premarital sex?" <laughs> and then he's like, oh. "Nah." <laughs>
1: Yeah, I actually, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry I went quiet, I actually was just watching it, because I'm sending you the clip, uh, KJ, I was just no, watching I'm it. i I did, I just sent it to you, and what was funny was, Dom, as you were saying that, they were saying it in the clip. <laughs> I was dying laughing, because I'm like, yo, this is just too funny. You just grabs them and just like beating them with each other. Um, oh my god! I you. I'm watching I it. it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Funniest thing ever. Funniest thing ever. Um, so I do have to, I, I do have to definitely, um, pat, you know, Tia, Dom, and myself on the back for entertaining you guys enough to where you are interested now in seeing this movie. Um, I think all three of us can promise that it is not scary. Um, It's like, it's not as Tia was saying before, like you watch paranormal activity and then you question everything. Um, This is more just like, you'll, you'll leave this laughing. Um, You you won't say like, let me keep a hallway light on nothing. You'll, you'll just laugh yourself to sleep essentially. Um, Okay. It just, it's just—it's super entertaining. It's wild. It's out there. Thing bag out there, but it's out there. It's—it's it's definitely out there. Well, I mean, the, the um, thing
0: sounds pretty—pretty uh, pretty enthralling to me.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> you guys will definitely have to come back to us um, once you've seen it and, and let us know what your thoughts were uh, after you've seen the whole thing kind of play out. Um but I really do think you guys will, will have uh, a laugh riot seeing this uh seeing this, this movie. Well thanks for letting us uh listen along with you tonight and and
4: uh inject here and there where we could.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. We definitely have to do these uh more often with you guys. You guys are hilarious. Um, we had a great time. Me and Thea were really looking forward to this because we talk all the time about how much we loved this movie, but we couldn't really find enough people that also enjoyed it that were also willing to talk about it. Um, so, like, in comes Dom. Dom's like, I will definitely talk about this movie. Um, me and Thea were like, there's no time uh, better than now uh, to finally review this movie. Um, so I'm glad we got to. We we definitely got to do these movie reviews more often, um, past, present, or, or whatever. Movies we could definitely break down. Um, but there was one last thing. I wanted to kind of work this into the last few episodes that I've been doing because I had a fan cast idea. Um, I don't know if many of you have ever played Assassin's Creed. Um, but I actually got this idea, Tia, from Altered Carbon. Um, The idea of Assassin's Creed is it's a a Mobius kind of uh, virtual uh, world that this character gets put into where he kind of lives through um, different eras of assassins, So the Renaissance era and so on and so forth. Um, And I was thinking, Dom, have you ever played Black Flag? No, No, I have not. You have not played Black Flag. Uh, KJ and Patrick, have you played any of the Assassin's Creed games?
0: Uh, my current video gaming console is the original thick box version of the PlayStation 2.
2: <laughs> yes. That <ain't> so <laughs>
0: me. <Yes>. Uh, <laughs> but I still have my original working it. Nintendo and Atari. So they are original and still work.
1: Uh, no, so the guys. reason... <laughs> The reason I brought it up was because um HBO obviously is doing The Last of Us, which is based off of the video game. Showtime Tia I know has this memorized for her boy Pablo Shriver is doing Halo. Um mm-hmm. so I thought stars, um, should go after the Assassin's Creed, um uh you know, Assassin's Creed universe. And I think what makes Assassin's Creed special, Tia, is that it follows the same thing altered carbon does. So it does not have a singular assassin for every game. It's a different assassin per game. Um, there was a stretch where, like, the first four games were all one character named Ezio, um, but after that, it, it really switched up. So I was saying, if you were stars, you should do uh, Black Flag, a game that's kind of based off of Pirates, where you go out and you get um, the guy who played Jon Snow, uh, Kid Harrington to be um, your lead for that show. And then when that season's over, you do a you do a completely um, new season with a different assassin, with a different character. Um, and that way it stays fresh. You don't have to worry about getting stale with one uh, one actor. Um, and we were saying before the how Alter Carbon does that. And if it continues, uh, it should diversify. More. Um, other races, genders. Um And I feel like Assassin's Creed Would be perfect for it But now that I've talked to you guys And you're listening And you're like I have no idea what he's talking about It kind of <laughs> makes me feel like I, I just said that to to myself <laughs> yeah, um, but, like, There's somebody listening
4: Who's like Yes, you are Actually, you are. <laughs> I, I know enough But I do know
0: enough um About Assassin's Creed To know, you know Like you are saying You know, like like Jumping through the You know, like the Like the errors in time And stuff like that Like, you know Like for me personally I love, I love, like, uh, time set pieces. I'm a big history guy, so, you know, like, starting, you know, like, where you can jump around future, go back to the past, or, you know, like, everything in between. It's like, it's almost like Highlander meets a video game.
1: Right, uh, and I think, I think if S.T.A.R.S. does it right, because I don't think Assassin's Creed, it's shown it, 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 it cannot be a movie. It is better off as a series. And I think if you take Assassin's Creed as a series, um, it, will, it will definitely shine a, a good light on it. And the biggest thing is, I think if you're stars, you're missing out. HBO is about to, is about to create so much revenue with The Last of Us. Showtime is about to create so much revenue with Halo. Uh, if you're yeah. stars, you got to do something. And I think doing Assassin's Creed would be perfect for them because they actually have a show called Black Sales. Um, which would be somewhat similar to the um, the story of Black Flag. Um, so I, I think it would be great, and you get star power and Kit Harrington, somebody that a lot of people um, are familiar with because we've seen him recently. Um, by the time that comes out, the Eternals would have come out already, so we'll have seen him in that. Um, I just think if you're stars, it's best to not miss out on this opportunity. Um, and I was telling Joelle when we did the podcast yesterday that they're probably listening, and they're probably going to do it, and then I'll get no credit for it, so I'm trying to, <laughs> to so if it happens, so if it happens, you guys can go, no, 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 Joan definitely said that on air um uh, well before yeah. any announcements or anything came out, so you need um, some executive producer credits there <laughs> i'm I would love it, I would love it even if it even if I'm not an executive producer, like I would love it if they just came out. and was like, no, no, we definitely listened to. Uh, Geek Vibes and heard Juwan say that, and that's where we got yeah. the idea. I'll just take that. You just get a little blurb
0: in the credit, you know, spitballed by Juwan. <laughs>
1: Spitballed. Yeah, I mean, I'll even take it. I'll even take it if when they show my name, they speed it up so I can barely see it. Like I'll even take that. <laughs> I'll that. Um, <laughs> Like I ain't live with that. That's not a problem at all. The
0: fast um, credits on exactly. uh, cable TV movies. Oh yeah.
6: <laughs> yes,
1: or or specifically the fast credits when they're talking about medical history. Like, if you have, and they say it, like, really quickly, like, I'll take <laughs> <laughs> Um <laughs> But, no, um, KJ, before we, we, um, we go off air, I do want you to, uh, to plug Kind of Nerdy Girls.
4: Oh, well, thank you. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we're we excited to be a part of Meek Vibe Nation. We uh, are a cast of, a rotating cast of four girls and one guy. That would be uh, Producer Patrick here. Hello. Uh, and uh, I'm, a huge, I'm a huge nerd uh, as far as Marvel, uh, Harry Potter, Doctor Who, Star Wars. Uh, Katie is a gamer. We have Kitsie, who is a paranormal investigator, uh, and Shelly, who travels with the show Supernatural during conventions. So we all have, like, weird lives together, and then uh, and, and then this poor guy has to be on a show with all of us crazy women. So
6: yeah.
4: uh, it's, we call it fandom meets fun because we don't uh, ever get too upset about anything. We just try to have fun with whatever's going on uh, in the world of Geek. Of so we would love to have you guys join us.
0: Except for Jonna. She hates Batman. Uh, that,
1: that, that's the hard Jonna part.
4: Jonna
5: hates Batman.
0: Yeah. Whoa. That
1: yeah. She, yeah. whoa. I know, right? Whoa, she, whoa, 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 That is that that to, in my ears. I know,
5: right?
1: <laughs> we we need today. to
4: have you on our show, Juwan, to put Jonna in her place because she looks for every o- opportunity to diss Batman. And it, it's yeah, it's that, ridiculous
1: that's unacceptable. I mean, you can talk about my, my family, my mom, my future kids. <laughs> when you talk about Batman, that is, that is a line that I do not really enjoy people crossing. Um, so I right. would definitely, anytime you need me to hop on and praise um, Batman, I will gladly do so. Hey, dude. Wait, um,
0: I, I, I do, I do my best to help you out. I mean, like, I mean, like Jonathan thought it was even stupid because we went and saw a Lego Batman movie when when they showed Adam West in that I literally screamed like a little girl. I was like, ah, oh my God <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was ridiculous because that's what I grew up on. I mean like I, that was that was my that was my Batman, Julie Newmar, you know, Julie Newmar and Yvonne Craig were my first crushes. I mean like that was that was my jam back then.
1: Yeah, Batman means literally everything to me. My, my stepdad raised me on Batman and Batman alone. I didn't even know any other superheroes until so later on in life where he, like, started to show me, like, other people existed. He only raised me on Batman. So I know everything there is to know about Batman. Um, so, like, I worship him. Um, so it was, like, the best of both worlds. When Ben Affleck became Batman, I know, I know Tia, you're rolling your eyes. Um, but when he became <laughs> Batman, cause it's like it's the best of both worlds. I love Ben, I love Batman. I get to have like Ben Affleck, uh, as my Batman. It was the greatest time ever, but it was short lived Tia ruined it. But I won't get into that. Um, I'll make sure you guys, uh, no, go ahead. I'm sorry, KJ. No, no, no. I'm with
4: you. I thought there were a lot. I you mean, know, we could go on and on about the, the problems surrounding the movies that Ben Affleck was in as Batman, but Ben Affleck as Batman was a good Batman.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, on a different Come podcast, me, I, will specifically, <laughs> I will specifically get into, on a different episode, I would specifically get into how Tia sabotaged all of that. Um, (laughs) Because there was a lot of work going on With Tia But I paid Tia back By ending John Bernthal's Punisher So I was able to pay Tia back for that Yeah you Uh, did (laughs) Because I paid it forward I paid it forward Uh, But no please everyone make sure you go check out Kind of Nerdy Girls Um, It is is such a good time Uh, I have so much fun listening to it Me and Tia definitely do Make sure you check them out Please Um, And we will definitely have KJ and Patrick on so much more in the future. You guys are so much fun. Um, But before we close out, Tia, I want you to give uh, your podcast a a shout-out.
2: All right, well, three things, all right? I always have to defend myself and say that I grew up on Batman, all right? Batman was my jammy jam. I have literally a Batman symbol tattooed on my finger. I don't think that you can get more exposed than that. Every time I shake someone's hand, there's Batman. It was just that flick. But anyway, um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, two things that you guys got to look out for this weekend. Tomorrow, Kelly and I are actually going to do a special um, kind of review show of Netflix's uh, The Trials of Gabriel Fernandez. I know that that's not necessarily a happy subject, but we felt that it's something to talk about and that we must. Um, and then, obviously, on Sundays, we would be the top ten, uh, me and Brittany and uh, whoever else wants to join. But it's going to be the top ten uh, quarantine and chill movies, because why not? While we're all self-isolating right now, is the perfect time to catch up on films, and we just want to go through what are the best ones to watch when you're stuck at home
1: think we went over one of them today so uh, I will be looking yeah. to see if this one pops <laughs> up. Um, <laughs> um, but yes and Dom you actually have a podcast to plug also um, so definitely give yours a plug
3: uh, yeah so mine is called chopping it up with the homies all one word uh, it's me and three of my buddies uh, it's like a pop culture philosophical pop culture podcast uh we have about 150 episodes um and it's been a while since we've done it i think the last new one was probably a month or two ago but i have one in the chamber that i've been editing uh with a friend of mine who works on a tv show. she's a writer on a tv show so that will be out very very soon
1: Yep, so make sure you guys stay tuned for that. We got so much good stuff over here at Geek Vibes Nation, um, so there's no excuse. There's no excuse. We cover a multitude of things. Um, and as you guys know, I have Geek Vibes Live with Thea and Dom usually, um, so make sure you check that out every Sunday or whenever we tend to put that out. <laughs> it's not usually <laughs> every Sunday, but whenever we put it out. Make sure you guys stay tuned for that And we were going to try to set up a lot of interviews For while people are quarantined But then we kind of thought It's probably not the best thing to reach out to people now um, So we got a lot of interviews heading you guys' way um, Hopefully once things start to get a little better um, But yes, yeah, so, I mean, again This is the perfect time for you guys to listen to all of our podcasts You have nothing else to do You're stuck at home um, so listen to our podcast while you're cleaning, cooking, exercising, whatever. We have so much content for you guys. Um, but again, KJ, Patrick, Tia, Dom, thank you guys for joining me on this uh Geek Vibes review of Freddy vs Jason. Um so we'll see you guys uh on the next review. See ya. Thank you very much, bye bye. Peace.